Then we have Judith Roberts, who plays Mary Shaw. She's mean, the antagonist <laughs> of the film, and swears to end those who have wronged her. So, hell yeah, slay bitch. <laughs> Rebels, welcome back to Allied Rebels. Woo! Yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Roxy, and I'm Dee. Hey! So today's episode is about the movie Dead Silence, a very early 2000s classic. One of my faves. It's I know shocking. We always talk about our favorites, eh? <laughs> But first, uh, what's going on with you, Dee? Well, as I've said previously, I'm a huge hockey fan, and hockey season has officially started. My team's not doing so great, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Still love them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's uh, time for, you know, a comeback. Yeah, yeah, you know, new kids, new players, you know. Yes, and they are kids. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, besides hockey season, I've been playing a lot of uh, Dreamlight Valley. Fucking love that game. Yeah, you just showed it to me yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. It's adorbs. I love it. Um, so my goal is to make level 10 friendships with Anna and Elsa so I can get their dresses. Because <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's all about. You become friends so you can give Give me stuff. Yes, give, 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 give. <laughs> Though my one gripe about it is um, the thickest girl you can be is still not very thick at all. So, mm-hmm. but I guess, you know, they can only represent so many people in one game, right? Yeah, I just feel like when you're able to customize a character, I just feel like that should be one of the things you should be able to customize to, you know, include a lot of different sizes. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. That's like my only big grip. Oh, and it just <sighs> randomly shuts down, and it pisses me off. And also the loading screen. The, oh. <laughs> okay, but it is really good, guys. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of bitching about it, but it is good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it was cute because uh, it reminded me of, like you were saying, Animal Crossing meets Disney. So uh-huh. it's, it's cute. It's super cool. Um, My favorite thing to do is mine for the gems because they're super pretty. They are. And you got magic and sparkly. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Um, but it's also Halloween right around the corner. Um, I couldn't really afford a different costume this year, so I kind of recycled and put together, not recycled, but like recycled, like, cir- yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, costumes from my past. So I used my Megara costume from last year and some elf ears and a circlet that I had from the past and I came over to Roxy's for our uh, little Halloween get-together thing last night. And um, I spent an hour and a half trying to do my hair. And it didn't work. And it was really frustrating. And I finally got it to look somewhat decent. I put the circlet on my head. But I put it on crooked. And so I went to take off the circlet. And then I messed up my hair all over again. And then I was just a hot mess. And I came over <laughs> like, Roxy! So she fixed it for me. It took me a while too, though. Your hair was just being unruly yesterday, but it worked out and it was super cute. It was. I loved it. Thank you. I love that outfit. She has a really stellar dress. It's just so cute and it's just a great costume. Thank you. Yeah. So, enough about me and how awesome I am. No, (laughs) (laughs) enough about me. Uh, What's new with you, uh, Miss Roxy? Um, well, to go off of what you were talking about, like Halloween and stuff, uh, well, this year technically I'm going to be Coraline again. Um, I, I've done it before in the past. I was just talking to you earlier about how I've made the Coraline wig like three times already. Um, I'm a pro at it now because it yeah. only took me like two hours. No big deal. But it's really fun. It's really cool. And um, I made button eyes and everything to go. So You always look uh, really kick-ass as Coraline. Yeah, I will. It's it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, and I like it. I think that's a very underrated movie, to be honest. Yeah, 
my uh, youngest niece is currently obsessed with Coraline. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She's like, did you know the same person who directed Coraline directed Nightmare Before Christmas? And like, she'll find these random facts out about it and all this other stuff. But yeah, that's awesome. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I want to rewatch it again because it's been a while. But yeah, I just love that movie so much. I think it's cool that a lot of people like they either haven't seen it or they're like, that was actually really creepy. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just thought it was really cool. Like I didn't get creeped out by the button eyes. And for some reason, that's one of the parts that gets people yeah. the most. I'm like, really? Okay. But- okay. I mean, I guess I could kind of see it because it's definitely lifeless eyes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that can get people and, and you're right, I can understand it, I guess, but I just didn't affect me that way. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I think there's but we're wrong freaks, with us. so yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like at work, um, basically I did the Coraline thing because at work, um, my group decided to do Halloween movies, and this one's kind of Halloweenish to me. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and uh, that was really cool. It was fun. It looks so fucking cool, guys. I hope we can share pictures of it. Yeah, on our blog. Yeah. On our website. And Twitter. And yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) guys, it's, she's just freaking amazing at designing stuff. And yeah, (laughs) Roxy's just talented. Oh my God. You guys know this through her editing and stuff. Oh my God, thanks. Stop. (laughs) Uh, Stop, keep going. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, what else? Uh, Also, we've been playing Resident Evil Remake. This time we're playing with Chris. And kind of like when I mentioned this to you yesterday, you were saying, it's a bitch. It's a lot mm-hmm. harder. I'm like, yeah, you're right. We were complaining about just the storage is just so unfair. <laughs> it's bad. And I'm really wishing that we had the mechanic that you have in Zero where you can just drop yes. stuff everywhere. I'm like, oh, that would be so amazing. I wouldn't have to be like running around all this time. We've spent about, I want to say three to four hours but I feel like we haven't played much. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But we have, but we haven't. Because half the time, it's us running back three or four times to the uh, safe, box. safe Yeah, safe, safe room. room. And um, a lot of the time, it's that. Putting in some steps yeah. to the safe room. But it's super fun, though. I like it. I mean, we're doing better stuff. Like, we're getting rid of the zombies so they don't come back as crimson heads yeah. and all that. So we're learning. We're learning. And it's fun. Uh, well, the thing that... You- was it you or your boyfriend that pointed out it was you that pointed out that realistically joe would not be the one with all the extra pockets no it was it was him actually oh, yeah. It was him. yeah okay yeah. yeah so yeah we we're like yeah no uh, yeah <laughs> and <laughs> the pockets you. she does have would be like shallow <laughs> as fuck so exactly or non-existent yeah like, they wouldn't be real but you did point out mm-hmm. that as females we have adapted and yeah. there are other the tiggle billies yep. bitties, or <laughs> <Tiggle> whatever bitties. <laughs> we make it work people yeah okay. you do what you gotta do and then people bitching about women having money in their uh bras and stuff it's like get the fuck then give us pockets mm-hmm. fuck you and the bitch push you out until you give me pockets i think bras should come with pockets right just be like Shoop. <laughs> yeah good idea oh. why not but yeah so let's move on to the new segment what is going on in games d so in a games something we forgot to cover last time was the fact <laughs> it's okay is <laughs> <laughs> the fact that resident evil reverse and resident evil village winter's expansion came out on october 28th Ooh, ooh. I'm looking forward to playing this, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is, I can't remember if I bought the deluxe edition when I bought eight. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back and look. I don't remember because I'm old. So, girl, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, however, there are some pretty cool games coming out. There is the Chant coming out November third on PS5 and Xbox X and S series as well as the PC. The Chant is a single-player third-person horror action-adventure game set on a remote spiritual island retreat. To survive, you must craft, fight, and escape psychedelic horrors set loose when a ritual goes wrong and awakens a dimension of cosmic terror. This video game looks creepy, looks spoopy, looks fun as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Right up our alley. Exactly. Um, And then we have Humankind coming out on November 4th on PS5 and the Xbox XS series. 
Create your own civilization by combining 60 historic cultures from ancient to modern age. Each culture brings its special gameplay layer, leading to near-endless outcomes. What civilization will you shape is the little tagline. It looks fun if you like that kind of game, which I like that kind of game for a little bit and then I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just me. It's a personal problem. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, I think I would like to play that game because it reminds me of kind of like the uh, Sim City kind of. Yes, yes. So, yep, that's yeah. exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. But you take the different cultures and you put them all together. And, yeah. Oh, interesting. The next up is Sonic Frontiers coming out on November 8th for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. The Switch and PC, basically, you can get it any way you want. Any way you want. DMCA! Worlds Colliding in Sonic the Hedgehog's newest high-speed adventure. In search of the missing Chaos Emeralds, Sonic becomes stranded on an ancient island teeming with unusual creatures. Battle hordes of powerful enemies as you explore a breathtaking world of action, adventure, and mystery. Accelerate to new heights as... Oh, I get it. Accelerate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast. And experience the thrill of high-velocity, open-zone platforming freedom as you race across five massive starfall islands. Jump into adventures, wield the power of the ancients, and fight to stop these new mysterious foes. Hell yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks super cute. Um, and I always have kind of loved Sonic, mm -hmm. but I also haven't played a ton of Sonic games. Yeah, same, actually. You know? I think it's very nostalgic to me because I remember it coming out in the original Sega and it was so cool. And uh, I played it. I never had it, but the neighbor kid had it. We were always over there playing it and it was super fun. Yeah. We actually bought the Sega or got the Sega, but the like one Sonic game that we had was the pinball one. Mm -hmm. So I played that a ton, but I didn't play like a real Sonic game very often because we didn't own one. We would mm -hmm. borrow on occasion. So yeah, that was different. Mm -hmm. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> like you always say. <laughs> <laughs> the final game I'm going to talk about today is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, sorry. That was like a, an excited sound, but then I realized it sounded like I was puking, so I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> it comes out on November 9th for the PS5 and 4. Nothing else, you peasants below PS game systems. Rude. I kid. <laughs> I don't like that elitist ideologic I, 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 ideology. There you go. Whew. I said words. <laughs> <laughs> um... But just a little tidbit about it is together father and son must face impending Ragnarok, the legend of Norse version of an apocalypse. Facing enemies they made in God of War like Freya, new ones like Thor, and more as Kratos wrestles with his son's rebellious streak and his knowledge of who Atreus really is. I never played any of these um, God of War games, but I like that uh, Norse mythology stuff. Me too. Um, I've never personally played God of War, but I've watched other people play God of War. It's a really good game, and I would play it if I had time to play games like that, you know, that aren't like exactly what I want to play, you know. I <sighs> just wish I had more time to play video games. Sang girl. <sighs> just cut back on your uh, dreamlight valley uh, fuck time you. <laughs> <laughs> shots fired huh? <laughs> fuck you but not the bitch that pushed you out because i like your mom <laughs> thanks <laughs> all right uh so roxy what's some new movies we can look forward to okay well there is weird the al yankovic story Woo! <laughs> it comes out november 4th and it's not rated so Weird tells the quote-unquote true story of Alfred Matthew Yankovic, 
world famously known as Weird Al Yankovic. His beginning interest in the accordion, his discovery by Dr. Demento, his support for Madonna, and his overall claim to fame. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Sounds really fun. And Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al. I want to see this so bad. But the reason I want to, I mean, I want to see it regardless. But one of the reasons I want to see it is because there's an interview with Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe. And um, the interviewer asks, have you guys taken anything from set before? And Sandra Bullock's face is like, no, or something like that. And Daniel Radcliffe goes, well... I got one of Weird Al Yankovic's accordions. He gave it to me. And Sandra Bullock's like, shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, her reaction was phenomenal. I loved it. <laughs> so it made me want to watch the movie even more. Yeah, that's cool. The next movie is Cosway. It's rated R and that comes out November 4th. Lindsay, a U.S. soldier, experiences a traumatic brain injury during her tour in Afghanistan, which forces her to return home. She struggles to return to her daily life with her mother as she waits for her eventual redeployment. And this one stars Jennifer Lawrence. And it looks like it's going to be a kind of like a sad, dramatic type movie. Yeah. But uh, it looked good from the trailer. And I think we're commenting that we haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence in a while, so I'm kind of looking yeah, forward to it. For sure. Yes. And then finally, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's rated PG-13 and it's coming out November 11th. Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. I am so looking forward to this movie. It's not even funny. Like, Black Panther is just such a good character. And as long as you don't look back at uh, his relationship between him and Storm, we're going to move past that. And <laughs> Storm? Uh, yeah, she was a kid one day. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, you have to tell me later. Yeah. Uh so, I don't know, Black Panther was always just, like, this really cool superhero that, you know, fought alongside the X-Men and also fought with the Avengers and he fought for his own country and it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Super powerful. Good to see a black man actually getting some praise like they're supposed to and, yeah, it's just, I love it. I loved the first Black Panther movie. That was really good. So, Yeah. It helped that Chadwick Boseman was a fucking phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, I pretty much liked all the actors in that movie, like Forrest Whitaker. Oh, yeah. Um Damn it, I always forget her name. Um, Angela Bassett, I think her oh. name. Oh. Is it not Bassett? It's uh you know what I'm talking about? Oh my um, gosh. the mom, Queen Ramonda. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Angela Bassett. Isn't it as I think it is Angela Bassett. Yeah, she's just yeah, 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 gorgeous. Yeah. Oh god. She is beautiful. And Michael B. Jordan. Oh, God. Yeah. I thought he was so good. Yeah. So good. Um, just that whole movie was just phenomenal. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to today's topic. Dead silence. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her, in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream. You scream, you die. This is a quote from one of the movie posters that they had. Dead Silence is an American supernatural psychological horror film that was directed by James Wan and written by Lee Winnell. A little description of the movie. After his wife meets a grisly end, Jamie Ashton returns to their creepy hometown of Raven's Fair. Pretty cool name, though. Mm -hmm. To unravel the mystery of her murder. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Once there, he discovers the legend of Mary Shaw, a murdered ventriloquist whose eerie presence still looms over the town. As he desperately digs for answers, Jamie encounters the curse that took his wife's life and threatens his own. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> 
It was released theatrically on March 16th. 2007 and then it came out on dvd june 26 2007 and then on blu-ray disc in the u.s on august 11 2015 so we talked about how it's so dumb that this movie was released in march because this movie is a perfect halloween movie it's not like there are you know horror movies that can be released in march and still do really well I felt like this one probably should have been released in October or end of September to get the money that they were looking for, you know? Yeah, you're right. I don't understand all these scare movies that come out like in the beginning of the year. Why can't they come out like around September, October, you know, spoopy time? For me, I'd be fine with movies coming out end of December, early January, because that's when it's darker longest for us anyway. Mm hmm. And, you know, you come out of the theaters, it's dark outside and it's creepier, you know. But March, March, I still don't get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> the filming took place in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And they had a budget of $20 million. In the United States, as of April 16, 2007, the film's total domestic gross has been worth $16.8 million. Screenings of the movie were ceased in most theaters 16 days following its release. Oof. Mm-hmm. As of April 1st, 2009, $5,572,971 has been generated globally. Worldwide, the film has grossed over $22 million. Tentative plans for the sequel were abandoned, and that's probably due to the fact that it didn't do so well in the box office. Because I released it in fucking March. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing I will say, you know, I definitely felt like to me, it's a movie of its time. It came out in the early, late 2000s. So that's just kind of the vibe it has. I still love this movie. I do. Um, but I can rip this movie apart like it's no <laughs> other. But yeah, I don't it's kind of like you also see its flaws, but you still mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. Well, despite all these negative reviews, it has garnered a cult following over the years. As well, it should uh, DB and like the president of the club, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> hey, I like what I like, okay? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, girl. So, moving on to the actors and characters of the movie. First up is Ryan Quantin, and he plays Jamie Ashen. He is the protagonist of the film, and he grew up in the town of Raven's Fair. As a child, Jamie had a very poor relationship with his father, which eventually grew to a deep loathing rich people problems amen Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but hey even poor people can hate their dads too okay Okay. it's just a i guess human problem (laughs) um and then we have laura regan or what the fuck (laughs) laura reagan is lisa ashen jamie's wife and they were childhood sweethearts Then we have Bob Gunton, plays Edward Ashen, father of Jamie, an affluent man in the town of Raven's Fair. He's been married several times because he's a man whore. (laughs) Sorry. He's been married many times before his current wife. And Jamie blames him for his mother's suicide. I'm saying, was it suicide? Oh, shit. We have Amber Valletta who plays Ella Ashen. Ella is the wife of Edward Ashen and stepmother of Jamie. They're probably only like three years apart, which is If weird. that, she might even be younger. <laughs> um, she seems to be understanding and wants to help Jamie and his father patch their relationship. It's because she wants to do a little song with Jamie. Mm. I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole like subset of porn for that category right there. <laughs> Hey, not from experience. I just heard. Yeah, wink. <laughs> I'm not not. I'm not. I'm not judging you. Um, we have Donnie Wahlberg who plays Detective Jim Lipton, which I always forget his first name's Jim because uh-huh. he was here Lipton. Um, he comes in after he suspects there's evil afoot. Well, more like Jamie is involved in the crime somehow and stalks him throughout the film. He's hairy as fuck and constantly shaving throughout the movie. Yeah, he's got a little little problem. Donnie (laughs) Wahlberg. (laughs) Sorry, I had to say it. (laughs) 
And Michael Fairman plays Henry Walker. He is the current funeral director of Raven's Fair. And he grew up in the town as well with his wife, Marion. He watched Mary Shaw's ventriloquist act when he was a young boy. A weird little lad. <laughs> then we have Joan Heaney. Heaney. <laughs> That's Roxy's fault. I was saying like that. Um, <laughs> she plays Marion Walker, the wife of the funeral director, Henry. And um, she tries to help people in the town, but because of her dementia, no one listens to her. Sad story. Very sad. Then we have Dmitri. <laughs> My horrible Russian accent. You gotta love it. Dmitri Chipovetsky. Eh? 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 <laughs> um, he plays Richard Walker, and he is the father of Henry Walker, who honored Mary Shaw's final wishes, even though they were creepy as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, then we have Judith Roberts, who plays Mary Shaw. She's mean, <laughs> the antagonist of the film, and swears to end those who have wronged her. So, Hell yeah, slay bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have N. Rydal, who plays Billy, Mary's prized possession. And honestly, isn't Billy like the main protagonist? He's the vessel for the main protagonist. <laughs> well, the antagonist, rather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anta- whoops. No, we know who the real heroes are in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie starts out with Jamie and Lisa talking over dinner plans, which, honestly, come on, that is a big deal. That is. It, is, it really is. Um, when they hear a doorbell ring, they go to the door and they see they have received an anomaly. An, an anonymous they have received an anonymous package they open it up to find a ventriloquist doll because yeah that's normal mm-hmm. uh they put it on their bed throw a sheet on it and leave it be because again yeah normal that's normal that's what i would do yeah mm-hmm. okay uh, make you have a bomb people come on right uh, Jamie then leaves to pick up some delish Chinese takeout. Oh. And Lisa, I know it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And Lisa stays at their place. She's, you know, hanging out. And then she notices the music on the record player slows down mm-hmm. and eventually turns into dead silence. She then starts to hear voices coming from the other room where they left the doll. She creeps in there slowly, pulls back the sheet that they had used to cover up the doll, and the doll attacks Lisa. Jamie returns to find a gruesome scene. His wife has been murdered, and her tongue is missing. (gasps) Jamie, now the prime suspect in his wife's murder, because that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. It's always the spouse, usually. uh, Gets interrogated, or more like accused, by (laughs) Detective Lipton. Who, as we mentioned, has a shaving addiction, <laughs> but Jamie is eventually let go for now. Jamie heads home and finds a clue in the box that leads him to his hometown. So Jamie gets a room at the Ravens Fair Motel once he arrives and shortly goes to seek his father. Which, I mean, I always thought, like, why does he just stay at his dad's mansion? But he hates him, so that's why. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, he then goes and briefly visits his very filthy rich father and his father's new young bride, that goes as expected. No resentment there. <laughs> Sarcasm. Jamie then heads to the motel for the night and finds himself hearing voices in his motel room. And also, this scene, there's like this bright ass red light that's blinking and you hear the buzzing. I'm like, how do you fall asleep to that boy? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. But it was like, um, the, like I said, I love, like, the effects they did in this movie. Like, to get that... It did a good job of making you feel experiences. Like, setting the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Script could have been a little bit better, but we'll (laughs) get there, whatever, you know. Um, Next, we are introduced to Henry, the funeral director, and Marion, the funeral funeral director's wife. Okay, so side note on this. For the longest time... I thought these two were brother and sister and not like married, but like thinking back on it, it kind of makes sense that they were in that type of relationship because of her dementia. He treated her more like, um, a caretaker. Yeah. A caretaker than 
a husband. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do remember thinking like they were spouses, but I can see that. Like her being the little sister and, uh-huh. you know, but yeah, Illy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, since both of them were from Raven's Fair, Jamie had her body sent back to Raven's Fair to be buried there. And at the cemetery, Marion tells Jamie about the Mary Shaw curse and that he needs to bury that fucking doll. Uh, <laughs> she exactly said that. Oh, yeah. Too. She said, yo, little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bury that motherfucking doll. Deuces. And then she did backflips. And <laughs> this is 100% happened. Uh, uh, this is the first time Jamie is warned about Mary Shaw's curse. Jamie goes back to his motel room and learns the doll is named Billy by checking its back. Uh, you know, because you're one to do that. Um, actually, I would. If I was ever in that situation, I would check the doll for markings and stuff. But, you know, I'm not going to um, be that situation. So. I was going to say, there wouldn't be a movie because they're like, it's a bomb. I don't want it. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's uh, a freaking creepy ass doll. That's very uh-uh. true. Yeah. Um, but since Mary Shaw was buried with her dolls, Jamie takes the doll Billy to the cemetery to bury it. Once he digs the casket out of the ground, Jamie discovers that Billy's is empty. He throws Billy into that casket and fucking dips. Peace. <laughs> uh, once he's back in his room, Detective Dipshit, sorry, Lipton, knocks on Jamie's <sighs> door. When Jamie answers, he's greeted by Lipton and Billy obviously jamie isn't thrilled to see either of them uh no 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 and then lipton begins to very ethically question jamie about what he's doing there and he (laughs) professionally shares evidence with his prime suspect of a gruesome murder (laughs) jamie doesn't seem to question at all why he hasn't been read his rights and then he tells lipton about the mary shaw nursery rhyme it's just a nice bonding moment it is two fellas Mm mm-hmm and very ethical <laughs> very ethical very uh, very a class detective skills right uh-huh there. he's so smart <laughs> smart smart uh after a few more questions you know and playful banter lipton takes billy with him and returns to his room that is conveniently next to jamie's room because taking billy back with him is a good life decision yeah what the heck what the one like seriously I just he, he he's you know not a top-notch detective so yeah i mean technically billy was in the crime scene so why didn't they book him up and tag him you know that's my thoughts but what if he was and he just magically got back because mary shaw wanted him back that's true however at the beginning um they should have taken the box that billy was in and he went back to his apartment and saw the box and did it, you know, all that stuff. So maybe they didn't take him. Yeah. So in the next scene, Lipton is shown shaving yet again and talking to the doll. Jamie goes and gets the doll back. My doll, bitch. <laughs> and heads over to Henry and Marion's house to talk to them. I feel like Jamie's a better detective. <laughs> yeah. At this point. So Jamie starts talking to Henry, the coroner, about Mary Shaw when Henry says they don't mention the name Mary Shaw. She's basically she who must not be named. Mm-hmm. This is cray cray. Uh-huh. Henry then tells the story of Mary Shaw, the ventriloquist who lost her voice. They flash back to Mary putting on a show with the same Billy doll involved with the movie so far. Mary and the doll, now known as Billy, get into an argument with a child in the audience because that's what grown-ass adults do but to be fair in this scene that kid is being a little turd he's being a little douchebag and what i really like about um that part of the movie is you see that billy is talking when mary shaw is talking too so it's like well what the fuck's going on there i love it <laughs> mm-hmm. i know and like people didn't like think about that like what yeah like whoa uh-huh oh <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that's poopy so anyway back at henry's house he tells jamie that the child in question ended up missing they then flash back to when henry was a child uh another flashback 
Flashback, flashback. Yeah. To when Henry was a child, when his father, Richard, was the coroner, and how, um, and how he went to, or, uh, and how he went in to look at Mary's corpse because why not? Children are curious. Yes, curious little buggers. Uh huh. As he was reaching up to the coffin to take a look, the table fell, sending him and Mary to the ground. Holy fuck. <laughs> fuck that shit. Uh, he then- yeah, fuck that shit. Ay. Fuck that shit. Ay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he then witnesses one of her final wishes to be turned into one of her dolls. Mary then goes after him. Henry, being reasonably terrified, covers his mouth in fear to even scream. Back to the present day, Henry shows Jamie pictures of a bunch of townsfolk, all murdered by having their tongues removed. Mm. Delightful. Jamie then heads to the old rundown theater to do some more investigative work. Meanwhile, Lipton starts staying at the graves of the cemetery because he's looking for Billy. Jamie finds some more clues leading him to believe that the haunting is true. <gasps> Bish what? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the funeral home where Henry finds Marion talking to Billy. For some reason, Henry takes offense to that and puts <laughs> Billy in his office. He gets a shovel and he hears Marion crying in her hiding place. And geniusly, he crawls his old ass in there to apologize. <sighs> he gets locked in the room. Then the world goes silent. He sees Mary Shaw and she just wants a little of his tongue so she <laughs> <No> gets <laughs> she gets really happy after he presents it to her when he screams you fucked up <laughs> at the same time Jamie talks with his dad and discovers his uncle was a little shit <laughs> he was the little boy that caused Mary Shaw to break at her performance in the flashback mm-hmm. his uncle is the one who went missing and everyone in town blamed poor sweet innocent Mary <sighs> <sighs> the terrible mob held Mary down and made her scream and cut out her tongue. <sighs> wow, that's fucking rude. She only like killed him to teach him a lesson. That's yeah. All. Kids need to learn. God. Gotta set an example. Finally, Jamie puts two and two together and realizes that Mary was going Freddy Krueger on their asses and killing people involved in murder <laughs> in her murder along with their offspring. He gets a pleasant phone call from a totally not dead Henry to meet him at the theater. (laughs) So Lipton arrives at Jamie's dad's house where they were and tries to arrest Jamie. But Jamie, that slippery snake, he is, got away and drove down to the theater. At the theater, he sees that the bridge is out and there's conveniently boats waiting there to be used to get into theater that no one has been in in years. So, you know. Yeah, that's very convenient. So in this theater, Jamie starts hearing Henry's voice guiding him to him. He comes into a room where he hears the voices are coming from. At this time, Lipton walks in with a shotgun. Boom, shakalaka. Because, you know. Hey, you gotta be prepared. Yeah, because Jamie's always been super violent. (laughs) I mean, he is assistant arrest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's America. Brute force. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um. And he states logically that Henry couldn't be here due to the lack of a boat for him. Duh. Like, two boats. Mm-hmm. That's it. Then you hear Henry say that he is, in fact, there. So they both start following the voice into a room where there are hundreds of dolls in cases. Not creepy at all. Uh, with an empty case labeled Billy. They also find a corpse of a boy made to look into a doll. Do you know who that corpse is? Yes, it's the missing boy. Jamie's like great great grandpa or something. Uncle. <laughs> Just oh, uncle. <laughs> uncle. Um, then it gets very silent until the dolls and the cases start to move in what appears to be all on their own. The next scene shows one of the dolls rocking in a rocking chair. This scene freaked me the fuck out. Just the eyes going. Shoo, shoo, girl, shoo. Uh-huh. so quiet because this doll is a fucking clown. Help me, don't play that. It's a literal clown, not just a fucking clown. Yeah. The doll, being possessed by Mary Shaw, starts taunting Jamie. Jamie starts asking questions about specific victims when he finally asks about his late wife, Lisa. The doll tells him to come closer so they can whisper it to him. 
it whispers that Lisa was in fact burying their child. And they show Mary behind the doll sticking her snake-like tongue through the doll. (laughs) (laughs) Lipton then blows the doll away and starts shooting the other dolls once they realize that Mary is living through the dolls. A fire erupts and Jamie and Lipton make a run for it. As they're running down the catwalk, Lipton falls and starts to scream. That's a no-no in this Mm -hmm. movie. Only to have his tongue removed like the others. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, you knew the rhyme already. You should have known. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jamie sees Mary as he falls to the floor, but he covers his mouth to not let a scream out. That's a good boy. That's a good mm-hmm. boy. That's a smart boy. He then swims out and ends up at the other side of the lake and turns around as the theater is burning down. That part of the movie, I'm like, mm, he did kind of scream. I guess he didn't make a sound at first. He just opened his mouth like he was about to scream. So I guess that technically doesn't count as him screaming, does it? Yeah, I know. I wonder if she needs to see her tongue. Maybe that, like, that's her thing. Oh, I'm just saying. She wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so after taking a few laps around the lake, he gets into his car and he remembers the missing doll from the case and he speeds off. He heads back to Henry's house to look for Billy. He is marrying crying and finds her holding Henry's corpse and questions her about the doll. She claims that his father came and took the doll. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Jamie goes to his father's house and he runs up the stairs to find the doll. The world goes dead silent again until he hears someone ask him, Why did you bury me, Jamie? I'm in here. Billy is sitting in a room and Jamie reaches for it. Mary Shaw says, surprise, motherfucker, and comes out of hiding to try and make him scream. However, Jamie is smart and throws Billy into the fire that is lit, fam. (laughs) 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 This causes Mary to scream out in agony and disappears from sight. You know, Edward... He's just chilling in the room, and Jamie goes and uncovers the sick, sad truth about his father. Edward was nothing more than a life-size puppet. Aquida. His new wife was his puppeteer and the ghost of Mary Shaw herself. (gasps) Then the not-so-sweet Ella returns from the shadows and says, Now who's the dummy? snap and for some reason that causes jamie to scream and ends up like everyone else who was warned about screaming around mary (laughs) (laughs) he forgot that little detail yeah yeah you know i mean it could be also just really painful sorrowful you know feelings but pansy (laughs) (laughs) i kid i kid oh my god okay sorry (laughs) at the end of the film as the camera moves over a photo album of each victim from Lipton to Jamie, turned into puppets with workable mouths. Jamie's voice is heard saying the rhyme, Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream, or she'll rip your tongue out at the seam. I fucking love it. Yeah, I will say, I always like that ending. I'm always a sucker for those twist endings. Yeah. And I try to remember, like, the first time I saw it, it was totally a twist, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you could feel like there's something going on, but you're not really quite sure. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. The whole puppet thing? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So something we didn't mention before was the fact that Mary Shaw was trying to achieve the perfect doll. And she did a lot of experiments, and that's why she had so many dolls to begin with. But she started doing, you know, just slight human experiments. Send them a science. Uh, she was, you know, let leave her be. Let her have her thing. <laughs> um, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, they show the sequence of her, basically her work in this notebook. And she writes all these notes about, like, you know, how she's trying to achieve this perfect doll. Yeah, and then at the very end, right before Jamie does the, you know, smart thing of screaming, 
um, he finds the work and he's going through it and he says, uh, he flips that little thing that says to make the perfect doll. And on the other side is Ella's face. Mm-hmm. So what a and bitch. And then it was a, <laughs> yeah. And then it was a little too late after that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, no, There are some alternate scenes. Uh, one of them is Detective Lipton has a conversation with his colleague before interrogating Jamie, which I get it. They probably had time constraints to cut this one out, but yeah. Also, Mary Shaw's performance at the theater is extended, which I really would have liked to see that actually. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was very witty and good yeah. with comebacks and stuff. So she I would have liked that for her to roast people some more. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mary Shaw's also depicted several times throughout the unrated version with a long, slimy tongue made out of numerous tongues from her victims. In the scenes, she uses her tongue to frighten her victims. Along with the tongues of her victims, Mary acquires their voices as well. Which they did show that in this film, though. There's also a gorier death for Henry as Mary Shaw is shown eating Henry's tongue and saying, I now have your voice, Henry. Oh my god, that's exactly how she sounds. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what she sounds like, but yeah. Uh, Anyway. Um, in an alternate ending, Ellis simply knocks Jamie out after he discovers that his father was a puppet, a pup, a puppet, <laughs> a puppet all along. Then she explains that the original Ella was a human being with Edward as an abusive husband. Edward knocked her down the stairs and killed their unborn child. Ella dug up the grave where the puppet Billy was buried and became possessed by Mary Shaw. Afterwards, Ella makes a family. F- photograph and then dressed as mary shaw tells a bedtime story to a child by candlelight later revealed to be traumatized and brainwashed yet still very much alive jamie jamie with his voice removed or his tongue ripped out or it would have looked like that had they had the visual effects part planned out the story of the poem where ella also reveals only silence can save you from Mary Shaw. Then she blows out the candle, ending the film. To me, I kind of like that better. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that way Jamie's still alive. <laughs> but I guess would you want to be alive? You can still be alive without a tongue. True. But... People do it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes. Personal choices and that, you know your thing um that was very ableist of you because i, I brainwashed though i guess that's yeah. my thing not just the tongue thing, oh okay like okay okay i forgot the brainwash yeah part. that's what i meant by that yeah. not just the tongue like you're literally a traumatized and brainwashed puppet yeah okay whatever but at least you're still alive but are you though that's what i'm saying your quality of life is not that good after that i don't know let's ask people that are in cults oh shit sorry that's i'm sorry that was bad (laughs) anyway the puppet billy from the saw franchise makes a brief cameo it can be seen on the or sitting on the floor as jamie starts walking toward the clown doll i thought that was super cool Mm -hmm. i forgot about that until i rewatched it again i was like oh shit (laughs) right oh fuck (laughs) so how about your fondest memories of this movie? So I always hated clowns as a kid. And uh, when that scene with the clown, I remember being like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, and just puppets too in general. Like, they're um, kind of the, creepy. Yeah, ventriloquist dummies. Like, I don't know. I know some people aren't freaked out by it, but I don't know. There's, there, there's something about the way they're made. Like, their bulgy eyes and their little tiny faces <laughs> and their little like I don't know it just it is a little creepy to me. So, uh, so are you a fan of porcelain dolls? Hey, that's different, okay? <laughs> because uh, yeah, their mouths I, aren't made to move. Yeah, um, I do. I used to have some porcelain dolls when I was younger. Um, those didn't really freak me out because usually they were really pretty, had like mm. really nice hair and dresses, so they were cute. Um, but I, I can understand why people get freaked out by those, especially if their eyes close mm-hmm. and move. 
because there was this one story with i don't remember if we talked about it before but when we used to live in that old house when we were younger um my mom used to have this person this was her doll but she had a porcelain doll in the living room and my brother he said he would sleep sometimes in the living room after watching movies and the doll would like move and open its eyes that did freak me out but i was like mine their eyes didn't move so i'm like you're like the mice is painted on if they close i'm fucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh yeah but uh anyway what about you what are some of your fondest memories well i love that uh anytime the movie went to the complete silence part it was just like you could feel the dread maybe it was just me but i could feel the like right of it because how many movies have complete silent parts besides quiet place <laughs> exactly another good movie by the way um yeah it's true yeah i don't know it gave me such good atmosphere yeah and it still does whenever i watch it so we were talking about this earlier too that i personally wish they would have done more of that too the silent part like you're saying it was cool yeah i'm also glad they didn't abuse it either you know but yeah, they could have used it a little bit more. Just because I like that effect. Yeah. Because it almost makes you feel like you're you're losing your hearing too. Like, I don't know, like the don't. And then the fuck's going on? <laughs> there's also too, in the scene with Lisa, there's something about record players when they start like slurring. Like, mm-hmm. like yes. it's a creepy sound by itself anyway. So. I love it. Well, that was really fun going down memory lane on that movie because, like, you know, we're saying, like, or because I remember watching that. He wanted to say high school, but it wasn't no. high school. But yeah, that was fun going down memory lane. Uh, you know, remembering, like, the first time we watched it and uh, just, yeah, nostalgic vibes. Yeah, I love it. It's always a blast talking about dummies. <laughs> Stop talking about me. Hey, no, I was talking about myself. Um, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. So, hey, girl, want to go play with some duels? Um, no, thank you. You have fun with that, Roxy. What are you doing, Roxy? Toodaloo, fellow rebels. <laughs>